Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. standards of performance every single rep every single game anyway uh who cares now here they are the adams hogan johns what's up welcome in on a quick week a quick turnaround the bears go from their promising loss to the vikings can we call it to a very winnable game against washington that's less wordy than what you used the other day yeah, um, which I got made fun of on the CHGO show yesterday. Because they were the ones pushing moral victory, and no. I was like, no, it's a loss that had promised whatever the hell I said the other day. I don't even remember. Uh, we move on. You know what's cool about this matchup, Johns? You have two longtime NFL franchises. But as many times as they've faced each other, including a nice 73 to nothing victory back in the day for the Chicago Bear. Way back in the day. They will have two new helmets in this game, in this matchup. Oh. Because, of course, Washington has completely changed their name and their logo and everything. So it's the first time the Bears will be seeing those helmets. And for Washington and everyone else in the world, they'll be seeing the Bears' new orange helmets for the first time. Let me tell you about something about those orange helmets. They look better in person. Mm-hmm. I know they had their Roquan Smith debut video, and there's pictures online. But every day in training camp, they had this helmet out there, and you walked. I walked by it every single day, and it just grew on me every time I walked by it. As you go through the fan festival into training camp and whatnot, I like it. I'm not one to go crazy about jerseys and whatnot. I'm not Pat Finley over here, but that orange helmet grew on me, and I'm a fan of it right now. Well, we'll see how they come out and play. You know, certain. Certain uniform combinations carry a little bit extra weight. We'll have to see what these are. And what I mean by that is, uh, I'll give you one example. You know, I was a little worried about Wisconsin at Northwestern on Saturday, Johns, because they always play poorly in Evanston. But took James to the game, showed up, got out there. Wisconsin's on the field warming up, wearing their red pants which is iconic, like the Rose Bowl. They only wear them for special occasions. It's Jimmy Leonard's first game. I go, Badgers are winning this game by 30. They did. So there you go. So you feeling the 30-point victory with the orange <laughs> no, helmet is what I'm, I'm not, getting at? I, I'm not. I, I could be feeling a victory, but I'm not feeling a 30-point <laughs> victory. Well, because I'm, they're not, you know. What pants? They're wearing white pants, right? Orange jerseys. 
With white pants, right? Uh, yeah, I assume so. It would look weird with blue. Yeah. Yeah. My my only criticism of the orange helmets, Johns, and we'll get into other stuff here, but um, I just think they missed an opportunity to use the actual bear logo. Like on it? On the helmet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just think that would have been cool. What I would tell people is that they're going to be doing uniform stuff like this every single year. <laughs> Well, every it, well, the whole point of these new helmets is that the league passed a rule that you can now have an alternate, mm-hmm. a third helmet, um, and and uh, like some teams have aced it. I don't know if you saw the Saints wearing their black helmets; that was dope. Those looked awesome. So we'll uh, we'll have to pay attention to some of those around the league. Uh, the Washington's new logo sucks. I hate it, and uh, I hate their new name. And um, really, there's not much to like about that franchise. I hate the owner. <laughs> Who doesn't? Does anybody like a nice guy? I like Jason Wright, their um, team president. He is a uh, Northwestern grad. And Wait, what do you have against Ron Rivera? I don't have anything against Ron Rivera. Okay. I like Ron a lot. Um, yeah, Ron Rivera is awesome. I've met his wife. She's very, very nice. She does amazing work in the community too. Nothing against Ron Rivera. I don't know if Carson Wentz likes Ron Rivera today. <laughs> But we can get into that a little bit too. <laughs> just like at some point, you feel bad for Carson Wentz. He just wherever he goes, just thrown under the bus. Yeah, like, but he must be doing something to deserve it. I know. You know, no matter what city he goes, you know, like all right, that's enough. You know, we're gonna rip you publicly. See you, buddy. <laughs> you could tell they already regret that signing there. Um, and by the way, Wentz didn't play that bad in that game Sunday. Oh. No. I mean, he he looked pretty bad at the end when I think Tennessee could have picked him off seven times. But before that, he was all right. Um, let's put a bow, though, on this Vikings game as we quickly transition. And, and by the way, uh, Nate Tice is on the show today. Surprise. We found him. We've been searching for him. I don't know. Justin Fields plays well all of a sudden. Now he's coming on the show. <laughs> How uh, convenient. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's, so we'll get to Nate here in a little bit, but first your voicemails from this victory against the Vikings. I'm very curious to hear what these sound like because it was disastrous to begin with. And then it wasn't so bad at the end. So this could be a roller coaster of emotions on these voicemails this week. Here they are. Your voicemails from the bears game against the Vikings. Hello. Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. The Hogan Johns voicemail. The Hogan Johns voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. Go Bears! Man, what a premium Bears start to a game. Like, plot summary, drive one. Oh, first play of the game? What's that? Six seconds left to go on the play clock? Oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe I should get on the field. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoops. That's a delay a game. And then the very first play of the very next drive. Just, oh, my God. Sam Mustafer, why? <sighs> Second week in a row, Dante Pettis dropped pass. He's horrible. Get rid of him. So we've got a new reason why Fields doesn't have enough passing attempts. It's because our defense apparently did not turn up to play in Minnesota. 
I mean, it's been the first quarter and there's not been one single time that we put any pressure on a running back, a quarterback, or a wide receiver. If you just let them throw 10 yards a time, you can't win that game. Have you ever heard of blitzing? But, um... Oh, John, it's pretty easy. Poose has been telling us. We just haven't been listening. We've been thinking it's the hits principle. It's the shit principle. That's what we're watching. The shit principle. Hey, Hogan Johns, calling here from Arizona. Bears suck. They have a long way to go before they can compete. Matt Eberflus needs to start calling plays, and please get Sam Mufferfer off the f***ing team. I am the moon man! I am the moon man! I am the walrus! Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo! Super Bowl is back on, guys. What a catch from Mooney. Montgomery running it up the gut. Who cares about the other, what is that, 29 minutes of the game so far? Bears are going to the Super Bowl. We're only down 11. Let's get it going. Hey, Hogan Johns. Kevin from Wisconsin. These guys f***ing suck. All right, Adam, help me out. This is Mr. Anderson calling from Philly. We hired this guy, Matt Everflus. He was never a defensive genius. His defenses was average at best. Okay, he's a master motivator. His principles, my ass. Our team doesn't hustle. We don't play smart. And let's talk about Ryan Poles. Okay, we want to lose. Fine, I'm with it. But you still have to inject talent into the team. Bear down. Yo, uh, is this hope? Uh, Valus, Monty, Mooney, Fields, Komet not dropping balls? I, I, I don't know, guys. Is, is this hope? Are, are we figuring it out after getting blasted for the first half? All right. I got the perfect game plan. Just every single week, we just hit the fast-forward button straight to the second half. We do that, we will win out for the rest of the year, and we will go to the Super Bowl, and we will win the Super Bowl. 100% guaranteed. Fair Why the f*** will Smith-Marset not go out of bounds? That's the play. Get out of bounds. Fellas, if we have any other wide receivers, make it an old veteran that's not very good. Put him on this team, and he knows not to do that. He'll get out of bounds, and the Bears still have a chance. Instead, we've surrounded Justin Fields with a bunch of guys that aren't good enough. Go get a wide receiver. Ryan Poles suck. Get the guy some freaking help. Hogan Johns, what a game. I spilled my whiskey cold when Fields ran half the field for that touchdown. Brutal holding call on that play. But Fields kept his composure. That's progress, boys. Hey, Bears fans, B-Man here. Trying to stay positive here, but we got to get Justin some help. Dad, what, who was that wide receiver again? I don't know. Some guy we claimed off waivers instead of somebody that knows what they're doing. Bear down. Okay, Cat Jonesy Bear, but it's uh, Bob Dabrowski uh, here calling in from the house that Paul Bunyan built. I just got done talking to Emmerich Merthyr Merciot about the out-of-bounds rules and how when you go out-of-bounds in the NFL near the end of the game, the uh, time stops, and that was probably what he should have done. Um, anyway, sucks of a loss, terrible loss, but the Bears look pretty good in this one. They played with a lot of grit, a lot of chutzpah, a lot of fight. They looked like real, real live Bears out there in the second half and then in the first half. And uh, staying positive here, folks. 
feel positive after this loss, more positive than the other two losses. Let's go Bears, Chicago Bears, Super Bowl 2023. Get it done, Chicago. Let's go Bears. Super Bowl 2023. That's that's in a few months. That's this year, Bob. That'd be quite that'd be quite a turnaround. <laughs> I know what he bet. Hang in there, Bob. Um as expected though. Yeah. Very low. Then much more positive than everybody mad at Amir Smith Marset for good reason. Go out of bounds. Cole Komet pointing him that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's yeah. get to what we liked and disliked from this one before we bring in Nate Tice. What I liked is Justin Fields' performance in the second half. I think everybody can agree on that. I'm not saying he took some big leap forward, but there were definitely steps made. And I liked the... Call it the spark provided by Darnell Mooney at the end of the first half, running the same play that they missed in the first quarter, the throw into the end zone from the 26th, I think it was second down and 10 from the 26th, where they clearly had mixed signals there, Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields. But I think you leave this game, of course, liking what Justin Fields did in this one. I think I like Luke Getze. Like as an offensive coordinator. You've been like, uh, it's been an interesting relationship between you two. <laughs> well, it's because big picture, I think I still I still think it's good. I think, I think it's going to work. But at the same time, like, it, it, and this is a good, good example of what you're saying, because I also dislike some of what I saw in that game. I mean, it's, I, I, I think he's a guy that's trying to figure it out right now. And big picture, like, I think the game planning's pretty good. I don't know if you noticed, but they came out in a lot of empty in that game. But then they, like, almost overdid it a little bit too much. Um, You know, I, for a team that doesn't have a lot of weapons, they, they sure were moving the ball downfield at times yeah. with Justin. I mean, I think you got to like that. They are scheming guys open. You know, Dante Pettis is open when he drops the ball. I I think they've done that every single week in terms of scheming guys open. Yeah. So so that's what I like. What I don't like is still there's like this these random calls where it's like I don't understand what's what the play is. So two examples. One is when Darnell Mooney and Kari Blassingame are like in the same spot, but like Blasting games blocking? Is that a screen? Is that a... Why is he split out wide to begin with? It's just very confusing. There was a... Um, a play... Do you remember when... I think it was a play where Fields ran out to his left. And then, like, I don't even know where he was trying to throw the ball. Maybe he was intentionally trying to get it knocked down by the defensive lineman. Like, right before he went out of bounds. It was down in the red zone. And it was just fell incomplete. But I think it was Amir Smith-Marset was open on like a post route. But the problem is the route from the other side ran also ran like towards the post and just brought more traffic there. And I think that's why Justin didn't throw it. If that route goes, if that's like a corner route to the, like I just didn't like that play design. If it's a corner 
then the safety's going the opposite way, and I think that's a wide-open touchdown. I think a lot of the stuff you're seeing is exactly what Darnell Mooney has literally talked about every single week, where there's something's off, like one guy does the wrong thing. Sometimes it's been Mooney. He's been the most open about it. But I think that if he's do, if Darnell Mooney's doing the wrong thing, then you could be darn sure that others are doing the wrong thing because Darnell Mooney. I don't think anybody. Work, no, I don't think there's a person who works harder on that team than Darnell Mooney. The guy's yeah. out after games, catching jugs and whatnot. You have a bunch of young guys learning an offense and a quarterback who needs his players in the right places, and when they're not there in the right timing of his feet, he's not throwing the ball. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I think some of it's. Guys doing the wrong thing. I think some of it's also just the way the players are drawn up. You know that toss play to Montgomery, where like literally nobody blocks the edge. I, I don't under, like. I just don't understand what the scheme is there. So, I think I like Luke Getzey. Big picture, I think there's promising signs that this. By the way, the Bears are averaging over 17 points per game, which, you know, in Chicago is actually something you might want to celebrate. <laughs> start to celebrate. But considering how bad it looked for a while, that might actually surprise you. Um, I got one more thing I liked. Yeah, me too. This, Go this, ahead. This is from Fields. All right. I like that he said this after the game. And I quote, when I first got here, you see big guys flying around, D linemen going fast. You just think you have to speed everything up. I'm just starting to figure out that you got to play within your own rhythm and the way you know how to play and just calm in the pocket. I like that Justin Fields said that after the game. To me, it speaks to growth. It speaks to almost like settling in to what he has to do within the pocket and having confidence, not so much it's having more confidence in himself, knowing that I could get this play, I could get this ball out, knowing that there's chaos around me. There's some trust involved with that offensive line, but I like what he said there. All right. Um, do you know who the Bears' two best defensive ends are? Dominique Robinson and Travis Gibson. Yes. And they don't start. Yes. So what I like is that those are two young players who are playing really well. They are. What I don't like is that they don't start and they don't now I there was one exception. Um finally this week, Gibson outsnapped Al Quadi Muhammad. But it was by two. And then Dominique Robinson played very, very well. He only played 44% of the snaps. Robert Quinn, Robert Quinn is not having a good year. And he's still getting the most. So most money too. I'm just saying. Find a way to get your two your two best pass rushers on the field, and maybe you'll get more pass rush. Because that continues to be sort of an issue. Um all right, well, it's a quick week. We do have to move on, but Nate Tice watched this game. Nate Tice watched uh, what Justin Fields did, and uh, it happened to be against the Vikings, another team he knows very, very well. So uh thought it would be a good week to bring him on the podcast. Here he is, Nate Tice. Maybe. There he is. Hey. How's it What's going? going on, buddy? How you guys doing? Whoa, you got an upgrade on your camera. Oh, I know. I was just setting that up. I was I was it gonna looks get, good. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. I know. They're like, oh, you're full time, we'll send you a camera. Except my problem is uh I have to set it up every single time, so there's no consistency. Oh. Yeah. 
it's all right. More it's work right. for you. As long, <laughs> as, long as, as long as people don't care about canon, you know, and just uh, consistency from shot to shot, we're okay, you know. <laughs> no, it looks good. We were joking, though, that, um, you know, it, we couldn't get you on the pod until Justin had a good game. Right? It's like he, I don't know. You were ducking us when he was struggling. Now, now he goes off against the Vikings, just, and here you are. Just need, I just need a little bit. You know, I can't come in and take my lashings. I needed to. Uh, <laughs> I needed to wait until I could actually have a little buffer space on it. No, but I appreciate you guys' patience on uh, doing that. I'm I'm learning uh, what being a weekly writer uh, and the, what goes into that. Yeah, I have more of appreciation. My Sundays through Tuesdays are just, as you can see right now. Just hell, <laughs> especially. And then all of a sudden I get to breathe on Wednesdays and then I get to enjoy the rest of the week. But yeah, yeah. Writing a weekly article is it's something I, I, I have more definitely more respect for what you guys do. <laughs> well, it's the it's the, the video watching that involves two in that. You know, oh it's like you're merging two worlds together. It, it, that's right? exactly it. No, I know that the uh, it, it was supposed to be like a 10 things article. Like I was just straight up ripping off Zach Lowe. And then my first week I did it, I got to like eight. And then I was like, I, I can't find anything else I need. And they're like, just don't don't even label it 10 things. Just call it like weekly rewind or something. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So get to change the number. And that was like my first pro move. I think that was my first veteran move that I made. Yeah, I can relate to that. You got to ditch the numbers because then it just, yeah, you, you can't hold yourself to it. Or keep no, it low. I go with five takeaways. Yeah, or I just know. be John's. Five, he's five la- he's lazy with his five. He only has five done thoughts. four downs. For like four, <laughs> that that makes it nice and easy. Then you're like, oh, overtime. Here's the fifth one. We, like, we used to do a, like a quick hit column in the Sun Times that was three and out. <laughs> perfect. That's, yeah. That's perfect. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> so, uh, Nate, what have you? Uh, it, it it's been quite a roller coaster here. The first five games of the season. What have you? What have you seen from Justin Fields? Him trying to figure it out with his offense. Everybody yeah. knows he doesn't have a lot of weapons. His pass pro is shoddy and he's got an offense coordinator that i think is trying to figure it out with him yeah i think this last week and it's funny I mean, i'm glad i came on after this last game uh i think he's still figuring out his own checklist i think justin fields is a very smart player and i think what's going on right now is he's trying to do the right thing on a lot of plays which then leads him to do bad things <laughs> it's that he is going okay i'm going to oh wow they, they're showing cover two here I'm going to one, I'm going to two, I'm going to three, and then I'm going to run the ball. But I think this last game against the Vikings was the best example of him just going, I'm going to one, and then I'm scrambling. I'm planting my foot going. Or I'm going to one and getting to two, and then that's it. This last game was the most he's ever been an empty in his entire career, uh, 12 times. And I actually think that helped him because it basically told him one and done. Get, if the one is not open, go and scramble, Like which I think is what he needs to be doing. Um, I Like, this isn't the type of personnel around you to try and do the perfect thing every time. Uh, I think it's more just play fast. And I think this was the game that he played the fastest. Um, I actually, this, I know they haven't thrown the ball a lot, but this bears offense and this bears coaching staff. It's what we talked about in the summer. I think, I think they know what they have too. And they're just trying to give, they're trying to be competitive. Uh, that's why you see a lot of naked, a lot of bootlegs. That's why you see a lot of zone running game, because those are the ones with the lowest or the highest bar the highest floor, those types of plays, those are the safest types of plays. Zone is the safest type of run, and bootleg is the safest type of pass because they know what they have at O-line. So I think they're really trying to make their lives easier. And But the, what happened was they became very siloed. 
okay, if we are in this formation, we are running the naked. We are in shotgun. We are running a pass. And that is just what I think where defenses were starting to tee off on them. Oh, it's third and eight. Look at this. All right, here we go. Go. Like, they're not going to do anything tricky. This last game felt like the first time, really actually a little bit in the Giants game, where they were going against type, where they were kind of going, okay, it's first attempt. Let's launch this. Like, hey, rather than just run another run play, let's launch this down the field. Hey, it's third and six. Let's get into empty and run a screen. Um, also think some of the screen games are a little frustrating because their offensive linemen leave a little too early. So, like, if you watch the Vikings defensive line, like, they, as soon as uh, – I'm blanking on the right tackles, Dave. As soon as he stood up, the, all the Vikings players just ran to the flat to, like, blow up some screens. So <laughs> I think they, Yeah, Very I think they – And there was, like, they, that play where, where Justin didn't even throw the ball because it was – Yeah, and he scrambled, yeah. yes. Yeah. And it's just – I think they just need to chill, just – give it a second and sell some form of pass before they can go. But that's just, again, that's just what the talent level is. Uh, I mean, Khalil Herbert's been great. Uh, I, I've been really enjoying him. He's that's He was a zone runner in college at Virginia Tech, so it's good to see him still shine in a zone running scheme. Um, he's been one of the most efficient backs. Like I think going into this week or after this week, he was like fourth in adjusted yards after contact, which like kind of caps out how many yards they give you. And how, uh, after contact, so he's been one of the five best runners of the football, which is really cool. But yeah, I just think they're just slowly tweaking it and trying to make themselves competitive. And this is what it looks like when you're just trying to have a high high floor, but maybe a low ceiling on your offense. So we were just talking about Luke Getzey and everything he's doing. He's finally winning over Adam Hogue here in terms of what he's giving. He's a, he's a tough one to get there. But like, <laughs> how would you articulate like you got these these? Five games. Some of them look really bad. I think yeah. sometimes Fields hesitated to throw the ball yeah. um, on certain things with guys open. Um, so what Getsy's doing, which does seem to be quite a bit, like how would you articulate his vision, and, and do you like it? I I'm fine with it. I'll say that. I I think I'm fine with it because everything's sound. Where it's like, okay, you're not doing anything like gimmicky. Where you're like, oh man, what was that? It's a lot of just stuff that makes sense. I think it's that he's trying to figure out the formula that works. I mean, he went as basic and stripped down as possible uh, the first few weeks. I would say the first three weeks. And then this last two weeks was now I'm starting to see some tweaks to what they originally showed, which is encouraging. Um, I would say the Packers game was a little like, oh my God, like this is like a JV high school offense. <laughs> like they're, which I get. Like that's, I'm talking about both sides of my mouth. It's like, you want more. But it's also like I understand because you're terrified of what you what you have out there. Um, but it's, sometimes you just have to trust your players to win. They are paid. Uh, so maybe sometimes be a little more aggressive, which I think they are tweaking a little bit. And I think that's also what feels sometimes is maybe they're trying to make it, I wouldn't say easy on him, but force him to throw the ball quickly. And I think they finally maybe found what works. And that's maybe, the, like I said, those empty formations and a little bit more play action. And, and I think that they're just figuring out the formula. It's not a great personnel, uh, which we, we knew, and I think, and I think they they know that as well. That's where we're at. It's it can be very frustrating though, very uh, just so basic and so just like no, we don't want them to get screwed up here. And but sometimes that leads you to a lot of third and tens and third and nines. Nate, where's the line between, you know, you want you obviously want your quarterback in a perfect world to have his mechanics perfectly sound all the time and you want him to go through his reads and all this but like we were having this discussion last week where it's like like at some point you just gotta let justin fields play 
Like, let him be that guy that he was at Ohio State where I don't think he was worried about all those things, and he was just playing. And it was almost like in that game Sunday, because they got down 21-3 and they just didn't really have a choice, that he just, he he was, including, I would even argue, the, the deep shot to Mooney where Mooney made that incredible uh, pass. If you look at that, like, Fields probably didn't need to shuffle to his left there at the end and open up his hips the way he did, but, like, yeah. it's also like, who cares? He was comfortable in doing that, and he threw a dime, you know? So, I like, I don't know. That's kind of where I am at this point. I know they want everything to be perfect, but at some point, you got to let him be who he is at the same time. Yeah, and I think that's him, too. I think that's Justin, too, and that's what I originally said with, like, like the checklist stuff is that he's – I think they're telling him a lot. They're, they are, one, working on his mechanics, which we, I mean, you could see in the spring and in the summer is how much they're trying to hone in on his mechanics, his footwork and everything. And I think that's, and I, I totally get what you're saying, is I think because he's trying to do it, he's trying to do the right thing, it's slowing him down. And it's one of those where it's like, man, I wish wish you wouldn't worry so much about trying to be perfect with your feet here and your timing and everything. Like You can tell every time he drops back now, it's very like almost mechanical. It's very do, 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 do. And which is, again, long term, I think that's going to be a good thing. But it's ugly because he ends up being late. He ends up, oh, my God, I'm hanging on one because I'm trying to read the coverage. Like uh, if a post-snap look changes, he he's like, okay, what did, what did coach tell me to do here? I think he's really trying to do it. But I, I agree with you. I think that's where the bounce – and I think I'm hoping that this game kind of opens it up a little bit where they're like, that's where empty formations can really do this. Is it's truly in the quarterback's hands? It's hey, find us a throw or go and run around. And I think that's where why you saw some better scrambles from him because he was had to be more decisive because that's what an empty formation does. There's not one, and then Justin's like real bad habit is as you guys know because uh, he takes all the sacks is that he is like always working backwards in the pocket. And and working back, trying to find the throw. He's doing the Madden drop, which I call, you know, like when you hold back on the joystick <laughs> of Madden. He does that too many times. And I think that's why what they did, spreading things out and let him just kind of find a throw or run, is that he realized, I can't go backwards. I have a five-man protection. So I think, I think something's going to click for them where they go, oh, we can do this. Like as opposed to wadding everything up with heavy play action or doing the nakeds. Let's empty everything out and create running lanes for him or a quick throw for him. Make him make quick decisions. I think that's where they have to like force that out of him. And we saw it against Minnesota. I want to talk about the personnel a little bit because I don't think Fields like he would never say it. Like he he quickly defended Smith Marset after the game, and he should. He's he's the quarterback. He's the leader. But you played the position. Your dad coached Jay. Like when <laughs> the personnel isn't isn't as good as <laughs> what other teams have. Like. <laughs> Just, just take a like. How does that like affect the quarterback? Even though they never truly say it, like, what's the quarterback thinking? Like, well, how does that change his clock and things? It's like watching last night, and you watch Patrick Mahomes and even Derek Carr a little bit. You can see what guys they have faith in, and I mean, you think Derek Carr is going to launch those deep balls to anybody but Devontae Adams? Like he, no. And that's where it is. It's the room for error. And I think that's what's happening with Justin a little bit. And that's why it's Mooney always on those highlight grabs. He's like, okay, this guy can maybe make a play for me. So let's just lock. It's what we call 50-50 balls. And really it's more like 70-30, but 50-50 is just the term. It's what DeAndre Hopkins always dunks on guys 
Um, it's what Travis Kelsey can win on a bunch of times, even like a Tyreek Hill, but all the top, top players, top receivers, they can do this is they manipulate the math. So it's really it turns 70, 30 for the offense. And I think Justin Fields has a lot of guys that's like 25, 75. So he's like, screw this. If I throw this, this is going to get batted down. If I miss just a little bit, it's going to get tipped in the air, get picked off. I think that's what it is. He knows he has no room for error. And again, that speaks to him trying to be perfect. Um, but I think that's what it is. That when you don't have those types of guys, those dudes. I mean, remember Cutler when Brandon Marshall came in? Like that. Yeah, was, that's what I mean. Just, yeah, just Whole feed different them. quarterback. Yeah, just feed them. Like because it's just such a room. You just give yourself room for error, and it's just faith. It's but you watch Mahomes last night. There was a like a corner route he threw to. I want to say it was uh, Juju Smith Schuster, and he lets that thing. That thing should not have been thrown. It was a corner route, man coverage, guys in his hip. But he's like, hey, he's he's big. He's going to go make a play for me. So he just lobs it out there. Justin can't do that right now. Like he he just doesn't. He just like I have to line these bad boys in there and pin it on them because I know my guy is not going to go up and grab it. Against Houston, he tries to throw some benders, um, and those are hero throws. Is what I call them hero throws. You have to do it against cover two. He's trying to be aggressive there, and it looks like a terrible interception because uh, the the tight end slows down just a half step. And you can even see Justin throw and go like, well, no, why'd you do that? Like, because it looks bad because there's no room for error. So it's hard to be aggressive when you can't trust someone to explode on the defense. So I think that's where the give and take of this is. What is good is seeing those bombs from the last couple of weeks, because those are not ones that you should throw. Those are 50-50 balls. And he's like, screw it. I trust Mooney to go make a play. Let's go do it. So that that's like encouraging. Now we just want to see it maybe five times a game as opposed to once or twice. Yeah, because, Nate, the one thing I was struggling with is they were running the ball so well early on in the yeah. season that even though the talent's not great out there, it seemed hard to believe that they couldn't pull off a shot playoff play action at some point right. off all that. You, you know, and so I, it is encouraging, I think, to see that there, there, there was much more of a downfield passing game in Minnesota. Now my question to you is, can they sustain that? Can they keep that going Thursday night against Washington? I I think yes, yes, because I think what's good about Washington is that they're very basic on defense, what they run. So I think that's going to help Justin play fast. Problem is Washington has some dudes up front. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be the give and take with it. But I, I do think this is a good as far as coverage wise and as far as talent level on the back end. This is a game where Justin can actually like play fast, which is all it's going to be his thing. It's just playing fast because, like we saw against Minnesota, it's like that is the key for him. It's just hey, one and done. Like we know you're smart, but just go one and done with your reads and go. Like just just be an athlete and be a quick game operator, both in the passing sense, but also just mentally. Um, and I think this is a type of game that they could do it because Washington is pretty pretty simplistic on the back end. And the pressure, right? And when when you have Sam Musterfer <laughs> at center, like right. <laughs> to, to, to go back to like you mentioned the, the, the dudes up front, yeah. So Sam Mustafer is the least favorite bear of everyone on oh, Twitter no. right now. Yeah, and like the, the, that center quarterback re- relationship, and, and when the 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 your center's being thrown to the side right. on some plays, and everybody sees that on film the next day, including the entire team, like like how does that? Operate. How, do, how does that function? How does, how does that chemistry still build amongst those two? Or, or do you think the Bears need to make a change there? 
Well, I mean, I was shocked he was still playing center, and I know they have to just because of what they had. <laughs> but, I mean, he was rough last year, especially – the things that got me last year with Mustafer was that the mental side was really disappointing. And I get it, he was young and not a lot of center starts. But it was like there was stuff that he should have been changing because I knew they weren't giving it to Fields. Maybe they were. And he was just – they were dead on arrival before he, the snap. At least this year he's going in the right direction. So it, even sometimes if it ends up on the ground – but that is hard because you have – it's like a pitcher and a catcher. You have a, a chemistry with your center, both in the protection sense and also am I going to get the snap? Like if I'm in the shotgun, is the snap going to go in the right spot or is my center taking a charge? Um, so actually, I'm saying all this because it might be scary against this Washington defensive front because they have some guys that might push them around. But that's where all the side-to-side stuff comes into handy, all that zone stuff, all that naked yeah. stuff because then he doesn't have to just – eat a one-on-one block he gets help um but that also limits your menu so it is something that like that's what has to be addressed after this offseason because it's just like this is not the answer um and but yeah it, it, it gets scary especially when you know if you're under center and there's a nose lined up right over him and that is a better player and you're just like please just give me the snap and like just, third and nine and yeah <laughs> just showing please. some pressure yes right up the shoot like please <laughs> please like can we just do this and so yeah it is it, it that's a, another thing that you have to think about as a quarterback is okay i'm looking at the play clock i'm looking at the defense are my guys lined up oh god center please don't get ch- <laughs> please don't get eaten alive here like again it's another thing that gets on his mind so hopefully hopefully it's not Justin's a tough player, obviously, so hopefully he doesn't think about it too much. All right, Nate, well, we'll let you go, um, but I would be remiss if I didn't give you at least a, a minute to uh, ask you about your reaction to Paul Chris getting fired as a Wisconsin head coach because we know how much respect you have for him playing playing under him. Yeah, and I think it's it was a... I don't, I, I don't want to say like, it was like, oh, it was due time or anything like that. I think with Coach Chris, he wants to be a coach. And I think like just a straight X's and O's dial up some plays, coach some kids. And and that's what he wants to do. And I think, I think partially personally is that he was just like over being a head coach, just like, I don't want to deal with the boosters. I don't want to deal with this stuff. So I don't think he is too remiss about it, but uh, it was interesting. It came so early in the season. Um, I, I do think that they'll give Jim Leonard, this is kind of like a nice tryout for him. And I do want to see what Jim Leonard can do. Cause I really respect him as a coach as well. And, uh, but yeah, I'm a little, a little bummed for Coach Chris, but uh, I still still have nothing but respect for him. And I think maybe in the long run, this will be a f- fun, good thing for him. Yeah, it didn't seem like he was uh, doing the NIL and all no. that, all the nonsense going on in college football. He anymore. just wants to he just wants to dial up some third down plays and and go coach a quarterback and tell him how to read it out. He doesn't want to meet with the media day to day. But it's 2022, and you coach at a Power Five school. It's kind of hard to to live that way. Yeah, absolutely. Nate, thank you so much for taking time uh, with us today. And, uh, I, well, we can't wait to read what you come up with, with all that, you know, all the hard work. But make sure you check them out on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns and on Twitter at Nate underscore Tice. Appreciate you guys. All right, thank there you. he is. Nate Tice, good to get him back on the pod with his uh, update five games in on Justin Fields. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight? Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Some cautious optimism there. And I get it. I get it. You need to see more. Want to see more. You need more at receiver. Need more on the offensive line. Believe in the quarterback, I guess. He's trying. He's trying his hardest to believe in him. Yeah. You know he wants to because he was so high on him coming out. I mean, we all kind of were. I I was encouraged by what I saw Sunday. That's for sure. Um, all right, well, we got to turn the page relatively quickly here and talk about this game Thursday night. Your three big questions. Three big questions. My voice cracked there a little bit. Number one, there's a lot of things going wrong with the Bears defense after five games. What concerns you the most about those problems right now? The lack of a pass rush, really. I mean, they're not getting home. We know they're they're kind of weak on uh, on the back end. At least they're young on the back end. I do think. Yeah, I would say young over weak. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think there's promise in Brisker and Gordon. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think with Jalen Johnson out and Jalen Jones in, that was actually weakness. When you saw the way that they're the Vikings were like, we're just going to line up Justin Jefferson, not Jalen Jones. We're going to take our 12 yards over and over and over again. Um, but it would help if you got home more on the with your pass rush, and I think that that's a problem right now. The Bears are the worst third-down team uh, in the league on defense right now. That needs some pass rush. Yeah. I know there's been some runs that have converted third downs, but come on, third down's a pass rush down. You need Robert Quinn, Al-Qadim Mohammed to, to be better, as, as we talked about. Number two, 
What gives you confidence that the Bears' offense might have turned the proverbial corner? The quarterback? Sorry, I didn't mean to sound like Ron Rivera there with that answer. Um, <laughs> but No, he said, your, your voice inflection was different. You're like, the quarterback? Yeah. He's more like, the quarterback? <laughs> What's <laughs> wrong with your team? That, that's resignation. That's you have. A, there's some excitement to to your voice inflection. Quarterback, yeah, that's a problem. No, in this case, it's a positive. Quarterback, yeah. I mean, I, I hate to simplify it, but it is the NFL, and when your quarterback plays well, you typically play well as a team. Um, I I'm just really curious to see if they can keep it going. It, it, this might sound like a weird thing. I don't know. I think it's kind of good that it's a short week. You know, it, it it's it's like um, it's almost like a, a you don't want to like a baseball team's playing really well going into the All Star break and you're like, oh man, we don't want four days off right now. We want to keep this momentum going. You know, the, you finally have a positive offensive game and it's like, yeah, get right back out there in a few days. There's no time to tinker too much this week yeah, or, get right or back go, at it. you know, pick at what even went wrong in the first half. Like screw what went wrong in the first half. Just, just take what, take the good mojo, take the good vibes of what happened the rest of the game and throw it back out there at soldier field Thursday night. I know the Vikings might not be one of the best teams in the league, but they're, they're still competitive. And let's not overlook that their comeback came in an extremely loud building. That could be deafening. Yes. Sometimes, and they need to. They had to convert third downs. They trailed big. You could take a lot of positives from a performance like that, not just for Fields, but for a lot of the young guys. They might want to look at uh, changing the uh, silent count situation, though, with the leg lift. Because oh, after he yeah, that's twice now that Justin's tried to change the play, and Mustafers looked at his legs moving and just snapped the ball as he just walks or take a step to. And that would have been a disastrous turnover there. It they're backed up like inside their own ten. That would have been. And, and and so you have a couple different options. You can have the the guard. You've seen it where the guard looks back and then slaps the center on the butt to snap the yeah. ball, Pretty or you common. can or you can do the clap, the clap cadence too. Now that might have been too loud in Minnesota to do the clap cadence, but I don't know. I would look at something different because that's now twice this season that the Bears. Have I, I always like the, the the like the you got the guard butt tap, then you got the the guard when he reaches his arm out to, so the the center sees it with his eyes. Oh yeah, I like that one. You like that one? Okay. Let's put your GM hat on for this one. Ooh. Number three, would you call the Panthers about wide receiver DJ Moore right now? Uh, I, 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 to, to simplify the question, yes. I don't know how you don't to at least check in and be like, yo, what does this cost? Um, I would be... What do you think he would cost right now? It always depends on competition, right? Mm-hmm. How much time do we have before the trade deadline? Uh, definitely a few weeks still. A few weeks, right? So there's there's time for that market to change. Injuries can happen. You still have Odell Beckham Jr. out there in a the free agent market. He's coming back from injury, but he's obviously going to get some interest from some teams. If I'm Ryan Poles, I wouldn't give up more than a, a day three pick. That sounds like, oh, well, it's DJ Moore, but... 
you also got to keep the grand context context of what you're trying to do here with the Bears in play. Yeah, I, I agree with you um, because, you know, you also have a guy, and I get that there's it's not all his fault, but, like, he's not having a great year right now. You know, it's, it's not like you're getting a for sure thing. Now, does he come in and he's certainly... Um, At the very least, he's your number two receiver. Yeah, yeah. Can he help you in the... See, but this is where the conversation, I think, gets a little complicated. It's like, does he help you this season? Yes. But to what end? And to, to what end? You're right. Like, so you win eight games instead of six, seven? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, you help the quarterback develop, but then you don't, if you, like, I'm, I don't know if it's going to cost a first-round pick, but, like, you certainly can't give up a first-round pick. For no, him, right? no, no. I wouldn't give up a second-round pick. So that's where it gets third. I, I'd think about a third. The Panthers, again, it depends on what the market is. It depends on which teams become desperate to stay in contention and have situations that need to be settled or improve that receiver. Receiver-wise, if I'm Ryan Poles, I am holding firm in my belief that this is a multi-year rebuild. Yes, Justin Fields needs help, but You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Maybe you're looking like a like a look at what Ryan Pace did a couple of years ago for Mitch Trubisky when it was clear that he could not be throwing to Tanner Gentry and Trey McBride any longer. <laughs> he went right. and acquired Dontrell Inman. Not a, not exactly a household name. Not exactly a superstar. A lesser tier receiver than DJ Moore, but certainly an improvement. It help. Maybe you get something like that later down the road for a, a late day pick, a late round pick. Yeah, and, he, and he's just signed an extension. He's still only 25. So, you know, he's on the books for um, a few more seasons. But you have the cap space going forward. Like, if you're going to sign one anyway in the offseason, I, I mean, get back to your question. Yes, I call. Yes, I consider it. Am I all in? Not necessarily. Okay. There you go. Your three big questions. Let's make our picks. All right. Here we go. It's uh, Thursday night. Prime video. I was trying to find... I I feel like it's being shown locally, but we weren't able to find that before the show. So, I don't know. Check your local listings, as they like to say. But it's definitely (laughs) available on Prime Video. Um, What is the local listing these days? Just your phone? I think so. Yeah. I think it's called Google. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't work for me trying to look this up before the show. But um, anyway, it is a Thursday night game. Commanders at Bears, 7-15 kickoff. I'm confused. I, you have this listed I, as pick I, I, and seen, plus I've, one. I've seen it two places. I've seen it as a pick and I've seen a plus one. Okay. I think it's a pick I'll go with the pick um, Okay. I know it opened as Washington favored by one. Yes. Um, I just looked at Sportsline and they had it as a pick 'em. Um Bold Predictions. This is it. This is the week that Cole Komet finds the end zone. Oh, you're just gonna keep doing this every week? <laughs> Until it happens. No. He's been good. I think he's been better than fine. He's been solid. He's been blocking yes. well. He's been blocking well. He's been open. He's running hard with the ball in his hands. Yeah. I like to see him get a little more attention in the red zone. 
This is the week. Um, I don't think it's a high-scoring game. I think the Bears' offense produces two touchdowns, but Cairo Santos comes out for a few field goals. So I'm going to go 23-20 Bears. I'm taking Justin Fields over Carson Wentz, but we know how these games go. It doesn't matter the opponent. This game will be close. 23-20 Bears. All right, maybe I'm just feeling the mojo a little bit, but uh, my bold prediction is that Justin Fields accounts for three touchdowns, whether that's throwing the ball or him running it in. And we saw how close he was the other day to running it in for 50-plus yards on, on a touchdown and how easy that looked um, for him once he made that cut back to the inside of the field. I think it's only a matter of time before he... You know, he gets one of those 20, 25, 30-yard TD runs. Um, you know, remember that touchdown run he had against the 49ers last year where he just yeah did all kinds of crazy things? Like, he's going to do that eventually. Um, so, anyway, I got him accounting for three, which would be a very good night for the offense, especially against um, this tough front for the commanders. So, that's my bold prediction this week. Just the tip there, Jim. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Score? Uh, I got the Bears winning. I got the Bears winning. We'll say uh, 24 to 16. I think they're going to keep this going. I think also... I'm sorry. It can't be a good thing when you're dealing with a head coach quarterback controversy in the middle of a short wink. Short wink? Did I just say wink? He did say wink. Yeah, it's a short wink. <laughs> short week. W-E-E-K. Not only that, but one, you you went out of your way to create yourself. Yes. And they're the team traveling. Um, yeah, I just think this is a week where things go well for the Bears. I, like, I feel the same. But it's still the Bears. And you know there's going to be some plays in this game. Like, oh, yeah, they're a rebuilding team. Oh, yeah, it's a very young player making a very bad mistake. Oh, that's another drop by Dante Pettis. Like, there's going to be moments like that. And that's how these games manage to stay close. I think they may have a better first half, the Bears will. Just because it is a short week, things can be kind of weird and crazy on Thursday nights. But close game, but Bears can win it. I mean, Washington's lost four games in a row. Ron Rivera's in danger of being the next coach fired. We saw Matt Rule go yesterday. I just, and, I mean, I don't know what the tolerance level is right now there. I mean, I'm not in Washington. I don't I don't know how close that is to actually happening, but, um, you know, after a Thursday game, you get a mini bye, you lose to the Bears. Has to at least be on the table, right? Yeah. Well, that that signals a lot of other things that have to come after that. Yeah. But that's a if you don't have a quarterback, changes usually come. I mean, they're really banking on Wentz right now. They don't have much of a rushing running game. No. Now the Bears it's a problem. Yeah, the Bears have struggled to stop the run. So we'll see where that I mean, that may end up deciding this one. But, like, you're relying on Carson Wentz to throw for 300-plus yards every single game. And, oh, by the way, he's the problem? <laughs> you know, I just... 
I don't know. I, I, I like the vibes of the Bears this week more than Washington. All right, well, we got to get out of here. Quick week, quick turnaround. Fun episode, though. Good to have Nate back on the show. We will uh, be back Thursday, obviously, post-game with your post-game episode. See if the Bears can get to 3-3. Three and 3-3 three. Three and three after six games. Not terrible. No, you take 2-2 two and two after four, everybody. Yeah. It's the proper perspective of what you're looking at with the young quarterback and rebuilding team. And then you got some time to to rest a little bit with a mini bye Monday night game against the uh, the Patriots. Like, is this too much to ask? One final thought, Johns. Just don't look crappy on national television. <laughs> like, look competent. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a concern over the last regime, was it not? I feel like Justin Fields has played pretty well in prime time, though. Steelers yeah, he did well on Mo- Monday night football. Is that the Steelers game? Yeah. Yeah. But he did not look so well a few weeks ago on Sunday Night Football. So, this year Packer, no, that was that was yeah yeah yes, it was yes yeah that was Sunday Night. All right, well, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. Read him on the Athletic, theAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns. That's where you can read Nate Tice's weekly piece as well. I am at allchgo.com newsletter coming out tomorrow. Make sure you are signed up for it, allchgo.com. It'll be in your inbox tomorrow morning. Also available on the website at allchgo.com. Merch is up, obviousshirts.com. Check it out. Beanies for the winter, hoodies. It's all up there, ready to go for you. Uh, love seeing that. The photos that you guys post from the games too. Keeps Keep those coming every single week. If you're at a game wearing Hogan John's gear, Send it to us on Twitter at Adam Hogan at Adam Johns. We are out of here, Johns. Talk to you guys Thursday. See ya. Anyway, uh, who cares? <laughs>